Everyone is interesting and Billy's going to talk to you About things that you like and things you don't like and things that you want to do Maybe you like carpentry and even if you like golf Maybe you like to sit in the bath and pretend it's a cafe for a laugh To go off and get your friends round You could bring your mum and dad Sit on the settee with a cup of tea and listen to Billy's podcast My name is Billy, and I believe everyone has an interesting perspective on what it's like to be a human on this planet. And so I've decided to hand the reins over to the people I have met through the most unlikely situations and really explore what makes them tick, what they're learning and how they see the world in a bite-sized, podcast-shaped chunk. Today I am interviewing unbelievably funny comedian Lillian Belly as we dissect her choice theme and delve into the realm of perfectionism and what that means to her. If you end up liking her half as much as I do, then we've made a half-perfect episode of Everyone is Interesting. I'm so glad that you said yes to coming on to the podcast. <laughs> I'd say yes to anything right now. Yeah, you said to me just now that you um, <laughs> you haven't seen any friends for so long, and you've you're kind of become you've become a hermit. Yeah, I've just forgotten that people exist outside my attic. Yeah, is that quite enjoyable? It is at times, but then the fact that I get a lot of my sense of self. And self-worth from entertaining people yeah. means that I have, I, do, I have been, been, I've been avoiding feelings quite a lot. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. I, I, I've been spending a lot of time on my own. And mm. the other day I had like a kind of group Zoom thing um, around a fire. I built a fire and I gave it its own, oh. its own camera so that the fire was another person in the Zoom call. <laughs> therefore, everyone could sit around the fire, it truly. But, um, oh, that's lovely. But what was great was that I found that I was funny and I could talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, that's come to the forefront a lot for me at the moment because I did a, a four a four part comedy course just to get my to get back into that because I was doing stand up before, and um, obviously, online comedy is not the same as real comedy because you can't actually make people laugh because you can't see anyone or hear anyone, and. Um, but now is the time if you want to practice your comedy because there's so many online gigs. I could be doing it in Malaysia and in the States and you wow. know anywhere I want. But I just, I've got nothing funny. To, like, I'm so out of practice of entertaining and making people laugh that mm. you know, I'm like, can't write five minutes of comedy to save my life. And also a lot of your comedy is about your interactions with other people, isn't it? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> well, today I made a joke with my housemate about how the coffee wouldn't be ready before she'd had menopause. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Hilarious. I would have laughed at that, but more because it's just like really not funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's kind of like, it's kind of laughing at the whole nature of, what life is like at the moment during this lockdown isn't it it's like laughing at how sort of unfunny a lot of it is yeah 
but yeah, no. Um, basically, this show we're starting each episode um, explaining the story of how we met. Um, and I was wondering if you wanted to wanted to tell the story. Um, we met because you were you came to the same comedy event that I went to in the Barrel House with Trevor Locke, who does some fantastic um, comedy gigs where. No, not scripted, hilarious, etc. And I basically thought you were coming on to the guy I fancied. <laughs> Which is great because I'm a massive gay and it's just never going to happen. Because <laughs> I told you I fancied someone who worked at the bar and then you spent the rest of the evening all over said person who worked yeah, at the bar. Because we're so totally best friends. <laughs> And I was like, oh, she's claiming her territory. And I was all prepared to just step back, you know, step back and just be like, look, they've obviously got a, a, a thing going on. It's just, I'm just going to step back. And a friend of mine who was there, who I told, said, get in there. <laughs> and basically... Yeah, don't let her steal your boy. <laughs> kept manufacturing these situations where suddenly I found myself being massaged by him because she just pushed him into it. She was like, let's have a massage line. <laughs> oh, my God, it's like Julie who started that. Yeah. And oh, I, I thought she was massaging my shoulders as I massaged Trevor Locke's shoulders. Very exciting. And uh, I turned around and it was this, Said, said person and I was like this is very very uncomfortable but then I got drunk and spent the rest of the evening being extremely sexually inappropriate <laughs> like jokes wise um towards all of the men that were there so yeah <laughs> jokes wise that. jokes wise yeah like, <laughs> I didn't flash them made sure anything. that by the way I mean jokes jokes wise yeah. <laughs> none of them entered me no <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny I love that and and also, I love that we did a massage train. That is very Tottenham. <laughs> I know. So, so we actually met in Totnes, a small town in Devon, which is very um, well known for its hippies. And it's sort of like spiritually inclined or, very, or more spiritually vocal, I guess. Because um, we all have a potential to be spiritual and connect to that part of us. But, um, but yeah. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists about, which is yeah. absolutely fine. But that's the kind of general thread of 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 conversation and we a lot of a, a general thread of our conversation is <laughs> la laughing at these people isn't it <laughs> well uh, mm, laughing at is quite strong uh, <laughs> i would say um enjoying enjoying, enjoying. alternative alter alternative perspectives you know yeah, appreciate always room for that you know Appreciating comedically with an, a comedic twinge. Twinge with a comedic <laughs> twinge. I love that. Can you imagine if that was a review for like a comedy gig that you did? <laughs> there was a comedic twinge to the material. <laughs> oh my God. So if you haven't already gathered, dear listeners, I'm talking to Lillian and she is a comedian and a brilliant, a brilliant one at that. Um, oh, bless you. Bless you. You are. Oh, you're brilliant. I feel so unfunny at the moment. Yeah, but that's okay. Bad. You don't have to be funny all the time. A lot of the comedians out there aren't, are just normal people, aren't they? They're just humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sad clown, Billy. A lot of people, a lot of them are. Did you see that great, um, that great show? I think it was like a one-off comedy 
TV program that was on recently, and it was what Boris's speech. Things. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> Moving on, please. Can we not talk love about that, COVID nineteen or the lockdown? No, no, no. That's not. That's not what we talk about here. Like the only thing we do talk about is how how we've been at, at the moment. It's but all not about anything. me. It's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But no, I, I mean, there was a really great comedy show on telly um, with all these different comedians um, and they were all doing like their own little sketches and stuff, but in their own rooms on Zoom kind of thing. I didn't see that. Uh, oh, uh, so it was like all the classics and like there was Matt Lucas and David Williams as well uh, doing something. And I can't remember which, which, I can't remember which comedian it was who said it, but one of them said, uh, made a joke, kind of nodded at the fact that everyone's comedy has gone like down a few rungs and like no one's as funny as <laughs> No one is funny right now, like, and it's true. Like even though they're all great comedians, yeah. like everyone, everyone's comedy was just like not quite up to scratch compared to what they usually are like. Yeah. Um, well, I so it might be good to watch that, Lillian. Um, well, please send me a link after we've done that. Yeah. Well, I well, <laughs> well I realised because I have been working on this, you know, because everyone says. To start and comedy, you just need five minutes that you can just do over and over again in the different in the different venues. And you know, now's a good time. Got all these online gigs. You don't have to leave your room. And all of the material that I had before, because obviously I did <laughs> the pub where we live every two weeks and had to reinvent myself every two weeks. Um, yeah. So I tried to like compile something from that, and I realised that none of it is relevant anymore at all. Like before, my focus tended to be how I wasn't getting any dick <laughs> and how I just spent all my time masturbating. And I think that's very relevant. It is, you know, yeah, it is very relevant, but now I don't care. <laughs> now, <Yeah>. now honestly, <laughs> I try to be like, oh, why am I not getting any dick? It's because I live in Totnes. It's because of this, because of that. And I was like, do you know what? I don't want to tell anyone about this. It's so unimportant yeah. to me now. I so don't care. <laughs> what changed? Uh, it was just taken off the table, basically, because I haven't even seen anyone with a penis. So why? Yeah. Why would I? You know, it's just I don't yeah. know. I just it's not. It's not. I'm just yeah. And also, maybe it feels better that everyone's in the same boat. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's no fear of missing out on. Um, oh, that's. It's it's so interesting because like complete it's quite nice to hear that you that you feel like it doesn't matter as much because maybe that means that there are other things <laughs> like that have come to the forefront there, like maybe feel a bit more. Thank confident. God she's not going on and on and on about cock anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For a lesbian, well, you know, it's <laughs> difficult to hear that yeah. one time. I used the word cock too many times. <laughs> mm. Oh well, I did have a couple of weeks at the beginning of lockdown where I flirted with the idea of becoming one myself. Oh yeah, you well, I, for some reason I just got obsessed with like lesbian series and lesbian films, and I was like, hmm, maybe, just maybe. But I think it was a fad. <laughs> it was a phase. <laughs> it was. really truly was a phase this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I loved being the only gay in the village, and I very much was. I was like, you know, like the, the town crier or the town jester or the town blacksmith. I was the town lesbian. <laughs> I had one job and I did it very, very well. You were such a good gay. You really were. Thank you so much. You were really good. I like the way that you announced it as well, like when you met people, uh, just <laughs> to make sure that everyone was aware. 
<laughs> did I do that? I don't even. You did a... like, well, not really. Well, yes, yes, and no. yes. Yeah, so the yeah. first time you said it to me, you were actually talking about two of your friends who are gay and who got together at New Year, and I was like, did she just say? Because I think you said. I'm a big gay, but it, I yeah. thought, but you were saying, you were talking about them. So I was like, did she say they're big gays or she's a big gay? So I had to hang on for a little bit longer before it all got cleared up. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, she's a lesbian. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Did you feel like you wanted to ask or were you just sort of patiently waiting? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's a gay here? <laughs> yeah I do tend to announce it I think I'm just very it's a very normal part like very accepted and normal part of myself and therefore I don't even realize when I tell people it's just not a thing I, but I did actually approach I, I did actually meet a few quick like gay people in Totnes who really don't feel the same way and I, obviously oh, really? I know that yeah I know people who really struggle with it mm. or like secret about it that's totally completely valid I get it but um I hadn't really met anyone like that in a long time because I'm from Brighton <laughs> you know in Brighton it's not cool it's not cool to to not be gay is it it's like yeah come on what are you it's doing like, in Brighton yeah the straight <laughs> people are a shock I'm always like what seriously <laughs> not even dabbled yeah. <laughs> Not even thought about it. All like, right. Okay, you're straight, but you're polyamorous. Come on, give me something here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is literally Brighton in a nutshell. <laughs> it's a poly haven slash hell, depending on how you look at it. Oh dear. Yeah. yeah. No, I loved your. I loved your um your comedy around penises. <laughs> that is a high accolade. That a lesbian found my penis comedy entertaining. You should put that on all your flyers. <laughs> Billy the you lesbian send... from Totnes. Yeah. <laughs> from Totnes. The, the town crier. Sorry, I mean town lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny, isn't it? Oh dear. I'm glad that we're enjoying ourselves on this. Like, it's nice just oh, to hear people you. laughing, isn't it? So, I hope, if anyone's yeah. listening, if anyone's listening uh, to this, it really shows how deprived you are. <laughs> I just... And your quote on my flyer, it's nice to hear people laughing from Lillian. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. It is, it is nice to hear people. Do you mean that um, for each other, it's nice to hear each other laugh? Or do you mean the audience? It's nice that the audience will hear us laughing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, did you listen to that podcast? Yeah, they, they, there was a lot of laughing. They laughed a yeah. lot. But that, but that was nice, you know? Another review. Yes, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't exactly change my life, but... Um... Yeah, <laughs> life-changing, but nice. Good to put it on was, in the background. It was a twinge of comedy. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, one of my favourite memories, those of you who don't know um, .NES, it's quite a sleepy town, mm -hmm. um, pretty small but it's kind of in, an interesting place to be. And but what, what one of the nights, one of the best, I think, memories of my time in Totnes was um, <laughs> meeting you in the same boss, where we literally laughed so hard we pretty much screamed the whole pub down. 
yeah we literally screamed the pub down to the point where it yeah it was like kind of like a big bad wolf scenario it was, it was a sleepy evening midweek and we'd just been on the mead hadn't we we we'd had half a <laughs> bottle of mead at your house that's the kind of thing that people do who live in totnes they drink it's half true. a bottle of mead and then go to the bay horse and sit, yeah, sit in the reading I, corner and disturb everybody there is a lot of um of like old men um <laughs> who've been there sort of their whole lives or at least 50 years yeah. um and they all kind of looking around at us like who are these racket babies <laughs> just like, small loud children yeah. it was the best it was just the best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was so glad you enjoyed that evening i did i did too M- one of my other favorite evenings was when we had the other half of the bottle of mead um, <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of the evening just rolling around on the floor crying with laughter reading yeah. poems that I wrote when I was 22 and thought I was going to change the world <laughs> yeah, with poetry cool. there's still time Lillian there's still time <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely we yeah. had a really good time so, it feels like it literally feels like years ago doesn't it talking oh, about it yeah definitely it's nuts it's only about three months it ago feels like it'll never happen again are you feeling quite ready to move on from Tornes then because you're still there right now right? I am yeah um to be honest I'm not really thinking beyond today at the moment um I do need to get out and about more because I definitely feel like there's only so long that you can survive in a place like this without eating your own arm or your auntie or like it's like realizing (laughs) yeah like realizing your your entire like dating repertoire just like all related to each other i haven't well yeah (laughs) in some way or another everyone is connected everyone has been connected (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, there's some really great T-shirt slogans that we've come up with recently, eh? <laughs> anyway, I wanted to ask you about your comedy and how you how you started, how you just found yourself to be doing comedy. How did it happen? Well, it happened because I am an attention seeker, and I just want everyone to listen to me to be given a microphone and an hour of everyone's time and I want Mm. just everyone to look at me while I (laughs) tell them about myself and the (laughs) ideas I've had and how much I like cock. (laughs) That's why you responded so quickly to me when I sent out the group message saying he was my podcast, right? Actually, Billy, it's because I really wanted to speak to you. Yeah, yeah. I just no, wanted to... You saw my request and you were first jump in. You sent me a, a message straight away, like, ping, I'm, fr- I'm up for it, definitely. <laughs> Where? That's when I had my phone in my hand. I was lying in bed, which is now my new morning routine, which is to just lie in bed and stare at the sign. of The various signs. Oh, you, would, you should see my wall now. You thought I had signs on my walls before. <laughs> but they're all so contradictory. Oh, no. I've got one that says, do nothing. I've got another one that says, you've got work to do. I've got another one that says, I am a <laughs> queen i've got another one that says just fucking get up (laughs) that's great so you really so you really shone yourself here you definitely ooze a little a slightly motivational twinge (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. You know what it is, though. I will. To, to, the, the truth is, as per usual with the big things that happen in my life, I've been reading a book, um, and the book has enlightened me as to why I do these things, and it yeah. is because I have what is known as perfectionism. Oh yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. But it's not like, oh yeah, I'm a Virgo, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I just have high standards. <laughs> I like to do things well. <laughs> no, it's not. It's debilitating. It's debilitating. Yeah, so I'm reading a book called In Pursuit of Perfect by Tal Ben Shahar, I think. Mm-hmm. And it has opened my eyes to myself I feel like at this moment so everybody in life obviously has ups and downs right but there's Mm -hmm. so much more heightened when you don't have the distraction of socializing and or even some people aren't even working just other people other people's business other people's and and just having people you've only got your stuff so I am reading this book about perfectionism and I've realized that I've got it <laughs> oh and how how I've got it I'm like <laughs> perfect oh, wow. I'm pretty 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 damn perfect at perfectionism and it's the the three key things to perfectionism are a fear of failure or of mm-hmm. things not going right so therefore basically essentially paralyzes you because a perfectionist doesn't want only wants a straight line from A to B. So mm. we'll procrastinate if anything is going to maybe result in something that's not exactly what they want. Um, right. And then there's there's the avoidance of any negative emotions whatsoever, which um, so <laughs> I've been having that quite a lot because boredom for me is, an, is a negative emotion or negative feeling. And so mm. I avoid that with, with um, food or... Um, drink or marijuana or food. <laughs> marijuana. What did you say? Marijuana. Marijuana. Imagine. <laughs> did you like the way I said that? I deliberately said it like that. I quite like that. Yeah, Take yeah. it really seriously, you know, like marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lillian, you say that and that's okay. <laughs> Can I tell the podcast host to fuck herself? You can say whatever you want. I can cut it out. <laughs> you are a dictator. I completely, I, I'm totally in control of my own oh reality. God, I'm in this really one. scared about what this is going to be like. As a perfectionist, I am petrified of what this is going to sound like. Well, so far you're doing an amazing job. Oh dearie. Don't tell me that. You seem- <laughs> That's even worse. Okay, you're doing a really bad job, Lillian. <laughs> good, good. You, <laughs> I can you, improve you've on given me, You've given me two or three things. You said there yeah. are three things. And- so fear of failure, avoidance of negative emotions. And then uh, rejection of success. So any success is actually never really celebrated as such or never really enjoyed as such. And only what wasn't quite right about it is is considered. Or it's just dismissed completely in the next the next goal to reach, the next um, target to achieve is, is, um, comes to the forefront. Uh, so it's like a constant striving. Constant. Basically. And it's like such critical thinking, critical vision of, of mm-hmm. yourself. Like so many things that, <clears throat> that I've achieved 
so for example a typical day i will get to the end of the day and be like i've failed today i've not done half the things i wanted to do i haven't been productive blah 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 but in this time that i've so i've been feeling like oh, i haven't been doing very well with this whole lockdown i've been given this opportunity you know i'm getting uh, universal credit because I haven't got a job and I've got no responsibilities and all this time I should be doing this, this, this and this and kind of beating myself up about not achieving stuff. And what I have actually done is I've <laughs> I've created a YouTube channel and I've created lots of videos. I've put myself out there, which I've never done before. I mean, other than <laughs> apart from standing up and talking about my in intimate details of my sex life or lack of in a pub in Totnes. Um, <laughs> other than those things, I, you know, mm. I, but I've never, I've never published anything of myself. And now I've done that and I've written poems and I've published, I've like put them up <laughs> online and, and I've done <clears throat> lots of other things that, but because they're not on the to-do list, they're not on the sort your life out, make everything perfect. They're just, I don't even consider them, you know, it's just moved straight mm -hmm. to the next thing. Mm. So, so you were saying about the three, the three things, fear of failure, avoidance of negative emotions and rejection of success. Do you have to have all three of them to be a perfectionist? Um, no, so everyone, to a certain degree, has some kind of perfectionism in them. <clears throat> but um, a perfectionist tends to have the, the three things, but in different areas of their life. So in some areas of your life you won't have that at all and you can be really easy going. So a lot, some, a lot of perfectionists have um, such critical thinking of themselves but, and of others. Whereas I find that mm. I'm, not, I don't, I'm not hard on other people really. Uh, my friends, I don't, I don't hold them to the same kind of standards as I hold myself. But I do realise that I do it with, with guys. Like a guy says one thing wrong yes. and it's like yeah you're a loser goodbye so yeah. but um and then some people might have um really re can hear a siren in Totnes. a siren in Totnes. what is Someone's that probably standing in the weir <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine anything happening yeah, no, in Totnes. So that's about that need that kind of as it gets <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard a siren in Totnes. like genuinely Oh, come on. You must have. No, knowing it. I haven't got a memory of like, oh, there's a fire engine or like, oh, there's a... Oh, you know, like there, a was, there were three or four fire engines a couple of months ago down our road because someone set fire to the shed. So, you know, things, <laughs> things do heat up. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, my God's sake. You're such a comedian. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so going back to what you're saying, sorry to interrupt, just couldn't, I couldn't get over the fact there was a siren. <laughs> The problem is there are so many emotions that could be considered negative that are just everyday life that it's yeah. quite um it's quite exhausting avoiding them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I had a I realized this it really came to the forefront because I had a an experience a few weeks ago that ended quite badly and I was very disappointed and quite upset and before we do and I knew I was going to leave um and before we'd even ended the conversation I wasn't even really listening anymore to the conversation because I knew I was leaving I knew that it had a negative end and all I was thinking about was getting in my car driving to Morrison's buying Prosecco pizza and chocolate it was like it's like I don't want to feel 
anything. <laughs> I was planning that before I'd even said, right, I'm going. <laughs> I didn't drive to Morrison's and buy Prosecco pizza and chocolate. I just, no. You didn't? I got in my car. Why? Because I went home and drank red wine instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just drank a different I, drink. I was like, spend the money. I spent the money. I love you. You've actually... I love that you had to clarify that. Like, by the way, I didn't drink Prosecco. You, you I drank thought for a wine. second. You thought for a second that I had a handle on it, didn't you? You thought, oh, she's she's doing well. She's she's aware. She's making steps towards her own healing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that you felt the need to like tell everyone that it wasn't Prosecco. It was red wine. <laughs> they have different effects on a person, you know. Yeah, I'm not really a wine gal. No, you're more so. into the mead. I love bloody love, but mead is what is is wine. It's honeyed wine, apparently. Honey. Now you just said that to make me look stupid, didn't you? You're gonna have to edit this out because, as a perfectionist, this is something that I'm I'm gonna end up writing a poem about this moment. Well, <laughs> you're really great. You're a great person to know. <laughs> you're a great person to laugh Thanks. with. Do you know what I did the other day? I got really high and then just started graffitiing on my wall. <laughs> but this was if you're gonna. Right, you know signs, how I've got all these signs up. Well, basically the graffiti is just like yeah. a massive sign on my wall about who I want to be. <laughs> this is so sad. I don't think I can even say it out loud. I've written, I've written what did you say? Massive capital letters. Like quite like um, calligraphy, sort of, you know, sty- stylish. I love your graffiti is calligraphy. <laughs> That's so funny. I've got the word cool. Underneath, I've got the word yeah. wild in slightly different font. And underneath oh my God. that, in joined up, I've got the word free. <laughs> Enjoy. I love that you got joined up. You're literally a live, oh laugh, God. love I person, aren't you? So embarrassing. But it's because I was high. I was really high. And I had this idea that I was going to this whole like massive... Um, uh, mural, you know. <laughs> you don't. Become, you don't become a different person when you're high. You just become a calmer version That's of yourself. So not like, true. I do not come, become calmer in any way. I like. <laughs> I. It's like someone gave me ecstasy. Okay, well, it's still you, though, right? Stop it. Stop trying to shame me, okay? <laughs> this was... Live, laugh, love. I'm not shaming you. I'm laughing You're with not. you. <laughs> I'm I am. at the person who wrote that on my wall, because it wasn't me. And you should laugh with you, me okay, right. at her. You just brought it up as a, com- as a comedic st- anecdote, and then, I, and then I laugh, and then you... <laughs> and then you tell I me I'm laughing. I tell you laughing because you said, basically, Lillian, that was you. I'm gonna write a poem about this as well. <laughs> I love the idea of like <laughs> you doing something like one of us doing something really bad whilst drunk and the other person being like, Well, you have no excuse, that was still you <laughs> <laughs> And then being like so empty whatsoever. The, Just like, the problem is the problem with, with top messes that my housemate came up and saw that on the wall and her first reaction was like, what are you doing? And then she's like, she read it and she was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> That's the problem with Totness. You can't laugh at yourself. 
everybody's like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> now, now empty, <laughs> empty your moon blood into this receptacle and let's all dance holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been talking about moon cups with my other, my other, um, uh, uh, my other episode. <laughs> I'm doing loads of um, interviews all in one day, which oh, is so much this fun. Is, this is a good day for you. Tomorrow is going to be hard, is unless it? you. It's not anything to do with you or how things are going to be from here on out. It's just, it's just the natural ebb and flow of life. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I need to write that on my wall. Hold it's on so a second. <laughs> <laughs> just above my head so that I see it when I wake up. <laughs> that's so funny. I love it. Oh my god, I'm dying. My head's I actually explode. took down some of the signs on my wall after you came round and, <laughs> and shamed me about them. Oh, but, but then it's kind oh, of like, you know, when you clear out your wardrobe and then your housemate gives you another eight things that they don't want and you're like, oh, I could do with that. It's like I take down five yeah. signs. By the end of the week, there are three more up there and two in the making, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just shedding skin. You're just basically a snake, really. I'm a snake with like cringe-worthy skin. <laughs> That's so great. I love that so much. I um, I, I really, really hate the, the like knowing that me commenting on your sign affected me that um, much. It really, really painful for you, and it was internalized. No, it's it, kind of like when someone comes into your house and goes, "You're sleeping with a teddy bear." Like you're yeah. you're never gonna have sex again, and you go, hmm. I should probably just put that teddy bear on the chair at the end of my bed. Also, it wasn't coming from a place of you will never get laid again. It was just like, oh wow, I know. You it's like by you. the time they're up there and they see them, there's no way that there's no way that if I bring a man up to my room and he sees the signs, he's like, actually, let's let's not let's not bang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, also, another another thing that you so on New Year's Eve, um, I properly like I hadn't really spoken to Lillian properly, I don't think, but we had like a kind of a bit of a, an exchange at that comedy night, and then on New Year's Eve, you came up to me, <laughs> um, and you're very party mode weren't you and you said come to thursday 7 20 and look uh, there's an improv group we're gonna be doing improv come join and uh, i think i'd expressed an interest in doing some improv at the point and you'd obviously like found this oh there's an open call thing come and join and it was i, I remember noting i was very drunk at the time and i i, I kind of mentally noted like 7 20 thursday night i was so impressed i was so and impressed came. That you came and so glad you came because you're your contribution to the improv sessions were fabulous. Oh, yeah. we had such a good time. I've noticed that you've not been coming to the online ones, which, you know. How is the online it's, one been I going? It's been really lovely. It Because um, it's really collaborative. We're all give, bringing different um, uh, activities and ideas. Because I've been doing some online stuff with the May Days, um, who are the Brighton group, improv group, and yeah. really enjoying yeah. it. 
what have you been doing with them? Yeah, have you been doing so workshops? I've just been doing the beginners improv in the mornings. They do one on a Wednesday and one on a Friday morning. Um just for an hour and it's just it's just fun a nice way to start the day as well because as a perfectionist if I don't do my two-hour morning routine that includes meditation oil pulling morning pages pilates and a jog around the block then I feel like (laughs) I've failed for the rest of the day but if I get up what's what's oil pulling you don't know oil pulling so oil pulling is um coconut oil you swill it around in your mouth for about 20 minutes because it it basically pulls up all the bacteria um it's good for your gums and your teeth so i do that while i'm writing my morning pages which is an art yeah do you really i do and actually (laughs) it's just really easy and simple and and um but if i don't do it I tend to, not just the oil pulling, but the whole morning routine in the past. But now I've read the book about perfect, or I'm reading the book about perfectionism. I'm like, it's fine. Um, I would feel, I would feel like I'd failed at like nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I have, I haven't done everything that I should be doing to be like the optimum person that I can be. So therefore I have failed and the rest of the day is a write off. It's ridiculous. How long do you think you've been um, a perfectionist in this way uh, for? I would say my whole life. So you've all had a morning routine uh, that involves oil pulling? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the... So you're a baby, like, mother, coconut oil. Because <laughs> you have to warm the coconut oil unless you want to melt it in your mouth, which is just disgusting. Um, I mean, the whole idea of it is probably disgusting, to most normal people or non-Totnesians anyway but um I love coconut oil but I find it uncomfortable imagining it in my mouth in that way but I'm used to it now and I put pepper I melt it and put peppermint oil in it and then it re-solidifies and it's actually it's actually fine anyway (laughs) back to me being completely insane (laughs) yeah the synopsis of this episode I'm gonna write like um this episode I interview Lillian and we talk about oil pulling (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to point out to anyone listening who might be considering asking me out, you know, because I, I am presenting my best <laughs> self here. And, uh, and I know you I've are. got a sexy radio voice. So come on, bring it on. You know, <laughs> let's do some online chat. Yeah, get to know each other. I'm definitely not editing that out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'd just like to point out that if I ever do get laid again, I will I will not be doing my morning routine with a man in my bed. Oh wow. I am happy to forego the morning routine if I get to have morning sex. What if the morning routine can just be like a run? (laughs) I could like oil pull whilst riding him. Oh God, please no. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. (laughs) That image gives me like nightmare. I'm gonna be haunted with that tonight. It was meant to be pretty gross. I'm gonna imagine it. I'm gonna go to bed, turn my light off, like having read my book, whatever, and then I'm just gonna like close my eyes, like, and then I'm suddenly gonna get this like haunting image of you riding a man while oil pulling (laughs) and writing my morning pages, just balancing the book on his chest. (laughs) (laughs) So brilliant! Oh, so exciting. Anyway, was I? Oh God. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was probably <laughs> embarrassing myself. So it, if I start the day off doing an hour of improv, it makes me feel wonderful and excited about life and cre- creative. But how and- come it... But that's not really a morning routine thing. So how does that work? Because it's just fun and creative and it just makes me feel like, remember that your morning routine is just all bullshit (laughs) that you've told yourself you have to do because for some reason, for some reason, you think you have to be the best you can be. Yeah, that's something that I'm really finding in... um learning about at the moment during this whole pandemic is that i'm just massive um radical self that's what i want to get into big time yeah it's so good because when i'm feeling really unproductive like when i'm learning because i'm doing a course Mm. cbt course at the moment to become a practitioner and i've been doing it since september and when i'm when i'm really not getting in the groove and i feel like i'm meant to be learning and i get really like judgmental and i'm just but not getting into it. I've just decided to just stop doing it. And I just now listen, I just watch something on, on nice. Netflix for a bit or on iPlayer and it's so good. And I, and then actually in the end I recharge a bit and then I end up drifting back to it when I'm ready. And it's like, actually the quality of my learning is much better now that I'm actually doing it when I really, really can do it rather than trying to do it. Yeah. All hours. You know? I think that's great. I think allowing yourself it's the same with feelings as well. Just allow, rather than pushing away certain feelings, if you allow yourself to just feel it, it actually ends up going away quicker than if you were pushing it away. But also, you you see that it's it's yeah. not that bad, and that you can learn from it and continue. And I feel like it's the same. If your feeling is, I can't do this right now. If you allow that, you're going to come back to it and be able to do it much quicker than if you're like, no, I can't feel that way. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, totally. It's really nice. It's really nice to realise that you don't have mm. to do stuff um, if you're not in the right place for it, especially right now when we're not working. There is literally no, there's no, what is it? What, no responsibilities in some ways to do anything we don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um, so, it's so weird though. I find I find it really challenging to to accept that like so something that about the perfectionism is this lack of downtime but that's not that I spend all my time being productive but that any time that I'm not being productive I'm not allowing myself that time like I'm having that time but Mm -hmm. inside I'm saying you're a failure you're not doing something with this time you know like you're sitting here watching three episodes of whatever um and whereas allowing yourself downtime and actually saying this is for me to do nothing means that you actually benefit from it and then can be productive at whatever rate you want to be in whatever way you want to be yeah definitely absolutely yeah i am I wanted to go back quickly to what you said about improv and the fact that the reason oh. I haven't come to the improvs on Thursdays is I, I, feel like, I feel like really vulnerable doing it on Zoom more than I do in real oh. life. Like in real life, you don't see your own face. You just do it. And like, 
you're just in the moments past if you do something that you don't like oh well whatever move on whereas in in video it feels like it's, i feel like there's a lot more pressure to do for me and mm. it's not anyone else's stuff that's just me i pressurize myself to do do really like do good things in it and be interesting or whatever and then when it comes to video i'm like oh god it's my turn first of all you can turn <laughs> off yourself for you which helps but also that's i would say that when i first started doing it online it was just a little bit more boring and it was just a little bit less exciting and fun. And then you kind of get used to it being a bit different. And the, we've adapted the games as well to make them more easier to 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 do, you know, for that for that medium. But that that fear and that pressure to be funny or do something good is is something that improv is all about getting rid of that. And so if there is a situation yeah. where you feel like, oh, I really feel like I have to, surely that's the situation where you can go, well, I'm going give to give it a go and, and tell myself not to. Do you know what I mean? As in like, yeah. that's what this perfectionist book says as well. It's kind of like you have to put yourself in situations where you're going to fail. Great. Is that why you said yes to do the podcast? <laughs> and I'm hoping that I'm failing perfectly. <laughs> You're doing one for the Two weeks ago, yeah. I got really drunk on doing the improv. <laughs> basically, yeah, because basically, I'm doing like two hours before improv, I was smoking marijuana and dancing around in my bedroom. And then, and then I had a <laughs> glass of wine. And then I should have had dinner, but I got carried away writing some stuff and I realised that it was time for improv so I was a bit late so all I had in my bedroom was the rest of the bottle of wine so I just sat there doing improv and by the end of it I was pissed I was so and I was like guys oh my God. can we not leave can we just chat for a bit <laughs> so like three of us stayed on yeah. and I was like la, 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 la. it was just me basically ranting at them <laughs> it was terrible oh my god amazing Okay, okay. Yay, I think you've persuaded so me cool there. to see you there, babes. Yeah. Yeah. Back on board. Back it on board. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, thank you, Lydia. <laughs> thank it's you been really fun. Me. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. I'm a bit worried about how much of myself I have revealed, but I'm hoping that no one who knows me will listen to this. There's only, there's only, I don't think there's anything you've said that's too much at all. Okay. But, um, okay. Even the you, even the riding someone while whilst oil pulling and writing my morning pages because <laughs> this is one of the things I have is that I can't no one can know that I've got any of this, these imperfections like that's really hard for me to be like but I am we, so flawed because I feel like because when I look at guys yeah. and I find out that they do this this or this like for example um, what's his name well friend of ours always up till like four o'clock in the morning I look at that and I'm like oh my god that's ridiculous why are you always up until three or four o'clock in the morning that's a terrible habit not interested in that that do you know what I mean so I I judge mm. I don't judge friends in that way I just see them all as human but I judge anyone who might be a potential partner in that way and so I just assume that I would be judged and dismissed because of any of this stuff I have a morning routine. Like, I really relate. Like, I have the exact same mm. stuff. Like, a lot of us have that cool. stuff. It's very normal. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've got to go, mate. But... Yeah. Yeah, oh, take we'll put, care. And enjoy soon. the rest of your recordings and your quiz. Yeah. Thank you. And my, <laughs> uh, my day tomorrow. If you, if you need to chat, you know where I am. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, thank you, Lillian. <laughs> thank it's you been for really having fun. me. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Bye, love. Bye. All right. Bye. This podcast was produced by me, Billy Elliott-Turner. Thank you to my fab friend and illustrator, Yoli Ward-Streeter, for the cover logo, and my other fab friend, Stephen Emerson, for the delightful theme music. And thank you to Lillian Belly, who brought you this week's theme. Do you remember our really great ploy that we never, ever managed to carry out? Well, we get with each other in the pub. Oh, oh, that would have been so amazing. Damn coronavirus. Damn it. (laughs) The one thing that coronavirus ruined is the fact that (laughs) me and Lillian had a plan. We had a plan to um, spread rumours about our our romantic endeavours, which never happened. Rock totness. (laughs) To its core. (laughs) 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 It's funny, isn't it? Oh, dear.